0: This is Dr. Sheldon L. Akins, host of the Leading Equity Podcast and a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. For more great podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome back for another episode of the Leader of Learning Podcast, the show where educators can come find inspiration to transform education through effective leadership. I'm your host, Dan Krinas. Let's get started. Wow, 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 and just wow. Guys, 40 episodes of the Leader of Learning Podcast. I can't believe it. Welcome to episode 40. We just hit a major download milestone and I'm just impressed and appreciative all the time of how many people are listening to and enjoying the show and interacting with the leader of learning community, if you will. I'm excited for lots of other reasons. First, because as this episode airs, I am in Chicago at the ASCD Empower 19 conference. I attended this conference for the first time last year as a relatively new member of the ASCD Emerging Leaders class of 2017, and I was blown away. It's one of the two big conferences that I enjoy going to each year. The other is ISTE, but where ISTE is much more focused, of course, on instructional technologies, ASCD is educating the whole child. And it's a lot more about leadership and foundational pedagogical strategies and just, like I said, all around style of education. I'm also excited for this episode, my guest in this episode, Dr. Rick Jetter. We had tried setting up this interview a few times and our schedules just didn't allow it until recently. But once we sat down, we had just an amazing conversation. And his story really intrigues me as someone who climbed the ranks of Teacher to building admin to district level admin, and realized after a while, between some mistakes that were made and some hardships that were had, it just wasn't for him. And actually, he left education for a while, but still stayed in touch with it quite a bit. As a matter of fact, you've probably read some of his books or you've seen him out and about, most notably, books like Let Them Speak. Uh, Escaping the School Leader's Dunk Tank, which he co-wrote with Rebecca Coda, both of those. Uh, He has another book coming up actually in the works called The Veteran Rookie. The reason why he calls it The Veteran Rookie is because Dr. Rick Jetter is now back in the classroom this year, teaching for the first time in a long time. So we talk about his experiences of coming full circle now back into the classroom, of course, his publications and his journey as an educator. But I don't want to take anything away from what Dr. Jetter says in the interview. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Rick Jetter. Guys, I am on in this episode with Dr. Rick Jetter. Rick, thank you so much for joining me. As we were just talking about, I took a few reschedules, but I really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on.
1: Dan, you're awesome, man. Thanks for having me and rearranging your schedule, brother.
0: So listen, one of the reasons I reached out to you is, and and actually this is kind of funny because we were just talking to about how I have jumped into an administrative role in in my career at this point. But the reason I reached out was because your story kind of intrigues me. You've stepped back into the classroom now. Can you talk about, first of all, let's introduce you to the audience in case they don't know you. They probably do. But uh, if you could introduce yourself first and then talk about how that journey has been and and how after... You know Climbing the ladder, so to speak, how you 've come to the decision and uh, and everything that's gone into that experience
1: thanks Dan uh hey, everybody, Rick Jetter at Rick Jetter. you can find me all over the joint and uh you know, just really honored to be here and um I don't have any formal title right now. I mean, yeah, I put things on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn that says, you know, educational consultant and author and speaker and you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but I'm just a regular guy and uh yeah, you know, Dan, the, the it's been a it's been a ride, baby. It has been a ride. So I started my career back oh gosh, what, nineteen ninety seven? It sounds like I'm listening to oldies 104, you know? Ah, uh, um, no, that's all right. <laughs> I started teaching when I was really young. Yeah. And you know how that goes, right? It's like tap on the shoulder. Hey, you know, you'd be a great AP and tap on the shoulder. Hey, you know, what about being a principal? And what about doing this? And what, right. So I'm thinking like, is there this like ladder I should be climbing? Right. I, and it, it's like, I guess so. I think that's what I'm supposed to do, right? Even though, don't get me wrong, Dan, I really love my kids teaching. I I, <clears throat> I love the building level leadership and went up through these, right, these mythical ranks and uh, met some adversity, had to make some tough decisions, made some bad decisions myself, um, thought I was Superman and can solve every problem in a school district. And I just basically crashed and burned due to fatigue and fallout. And that was it. I resigned as a superintendent, uh, went into the business industry for a few years. And at that point, I thought, you know what, I think I want to teach again. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like it just was this, this wake up moment. Aha. I want to get back to my grassroots and um, talk the talk, walk the walk with things that I write about, and then want to re-experience again. And Dan, I got to tell you, man, I'm getting old. I'm in the classroom, man. Uh, you know, man, you have to you have to be a whirlwind, and not that kids expect you to be a clown and and give a, a stand up comedy act every day, but they they need energy, and they deserve it. The kids need energy, and they deserve it. Um, so,
0: um, you me, know, I, uh, sorry to, sorry to yeah, cut yeah, you off right? as, you're, as you're talking. Um, you know, and I just mentioned to you a little while ago. I've heard you on some other shows lately, and and uh, you know, I know your story. And and so, if the listeners are familiar with it a little bit already, I wanted to change things up a little bit. But you gave me just a few things to ask you about just now. Yeah. So, um, this is one of the few interviews that I actually didn't come prepared with questions and I think that's okay. So that's here's great. what I just heard, here's what I just heard you say that I'd love to follow up with you on first um some of those challenges that adversity that you did face as you climbed the ladder so to speak and then also you said I'm just going to throw these out and then we could take them one by one. Also, you said um, going back into the classroom, you wanted to walk the walk and and really kind of live out what it is that you're writing in your books and, and the messages, the branding that you're doing, so to speak, uh, you know, on social media and as a connected educator. And then the other thing you said, too, that I'd love to delve into a little bit more is that you feel really old. And I'm wondering, like... Is that because you feel <laughs> out of touch, or you just don't have the energy, or what? So l- let's back up then. Yeah, we'll take, let's take it. We'll, let's,
1: let's chip away we'll, at this one, baby. Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. So that adversity you talked about, can you? You don't have to get too deep with it, but can you take us through a little bit of that? Because maybe you know, if if, I, if we're talking right now to some aspiring leaders out there, or people who are in positions already, um, you know, let's help them understand maybe the pitfalls and and the uh, the adversity in general.
1: Yeah, you know what, I'll I'll be really brief and simple. It's not a it's not a complex story. I was holding uh, a position as an assistant superintendent and superintendent of schools at the same time. um, After my boss, the superintendent was dunked. Uh, And that's a story in itself. I'm not going to get into that. But um, people looked to me and they said, Rick, you you know, you gotta save the district. You gotta help us out. And I thought I could take on and be Superman and fix these these crazy, crazy problems that I dealt with. And Dan, you know, really simple, those problems had to do with holding some people accountable. And they had relatives and neighbors on the board of education. Period. And you can that in itself just Kind of gives you a li- gives you a little taste of what that nightmare could look like um, when your supervisors, as a superintendent, are the ones related to the teachers you are putting on leave for terrible reasons.
0: Yeah, um, that's that's got to be tough. I've I've heard you uh, talk about that story before, but I really appreciate you sharing that again on this show for for our listeners. Um, yeah, I, I can only imagine how difficult that is, and and even though you might have felt like you wanted to try and be Superman Um, the weight of the world seemed like it was it was sort of working against you there. So. But Dan,
1: uh, let me add this, if I may, I was a pain in the ass too, you know, because I thought it was war. And I sustained a side to create, to sustain that war and create that war to make sure that we won, right? We meaning the district and the taxpayers and the students and me, and all it did was burn me out. And and that's when I just, that was it. I had, I couldn't take it.
0: Wow. Okay. I I think I understand where you're coming from there. You know, you were up against a lot and you thought you'd win, but in the end, uh, it just, I guess it, it really wasn't worth it anymore
1: yeah I tanked man I just tanked I was unhealthy I didn't see my wife and kids um and it it just was a terrible situation to be in and but you know what I lived through it and i'm I'm rocking and rolling
0: well again I, I really appreciate you sharing that so the second thing like I said that you mentioned before and give me a second it'll come back to me remember this is why I threw it all out there because I could remember um,
1: <laughs> I think you you talked a little bit about me being tired.
0: Yeah, that was the third thing. All right, well, let's third, go with that thing. Then.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm so damn tired, I thought it was the second thing.
0: <laughs> so, um, man, I'm trying to think of what it was. All right, anyway, you're back in the classroom now and you said you feel old. Is that because you're... <laughs> You're more disconnected from the students that are in front of you each day now than you used to be when you were in the classroom, or you just don't feel like you have the energy to sustain, to really be in front of them all day. What, what is that?
1: I'm going to make a pencil note right now. I think the second thing I talked about was talking the talk and walking the walk. Uh, so we can, yeah, that was we can it. revisit that, right? Perfect. Um, but yeah, you know, the tiredness, it has to do with, you know, I'm going in, I'm in an urban situation right right now. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to be honest with your audience. I never taught in an urban situation. Um, my previous teaching experience were, were, it was in various suburbs around Western New York. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm, I'm really seeing the need more so than ever that my students, they, they need me and want me and they, <clears throat> they're going through complex situations that I never fathom you know, the, the stories that my kids come in with, I, I just, my heart goes out to them. You know, they they come to school, God bless them, they come to school, and they've got all sorts of shit going on in their lives. And years ago, you know, I, I just, I didn't understand that, you know, I just thought that this is a school, this is what we need to do, you need to learn, you know, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm thinking, like, how can I help you so that we can get through this together? And I'll, I'll go through the fire from them. Um, so I, I guess, Dan, what I'm trying to say is I'm dealing with really deep-rooted urban issues that are emotionally draining. And and I come home at night just like, I can't stop thinking about these kids.
0: I can totally relate. I can attest that, you know, I I have said this before to my listeners and and so I think it's nothing new, but I started my career in the Bronx, New York, New York City School District. uh, So I get urban teaching and and I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't uncomfortable, um, you know, growing up just outside Westchester County, New York, very different environment um, as a Teach, what was I? A teacher's aide the year before I started yep. in my own classroom. I worked in an affluent district in Westchester County, New York. And then I started working in the Bronx. And I knew going in that these were not going to be the same kind of kids that I grew up with and, and was comfortable around. Um, and they certainly weren't going to be going through the same kind of situations that I was growing up. And um, it's definitely challenging um, but I, I can honestly say, and I'm sure, uh, people listening to this who work in those kind of settings can attest as well, that there are so many really rewarding times as well. Um, and, and you got to weigh the good and the bad. I mean, I, am not, I haven't been around quite as long as you, but 13 years and I've pretty much always been in urban settings and, and it's different and it's difficult, but it, it can sometimes be amazing too.
1: Yeah. It's like, I'll come home and hit that couch. Like I just flopped down on the couch, just beat. Right. But you know what? It's a, it's a good kind of tired. It's like, you know, I, on my way home, you know, I, I picked my daughter up from dance tonight on my way home. I stopped by a store and I got 16 boxes of Mike and Ikes for my homeroom kids. And they, they, they love Mike and Ikes. They just, you know, it's like they absolutely adore Mike and Ikes. <laughs> so I thought, what's 16 bucks. I'm going to go grab them each a box. You know, that might just make them smile tomorrow. Um, just a little something. And you know, I'm going to tell you, I sleep well at night. I'm absolutely, absolutely exhausted, but it's a good kind of tired.
0: Yeah, that's great, man. And I, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but, um, you know, you can ask so many people and they'll tell you it comes down to the relationships, what, yeah. no matter what environment you're in affluent, urban, low socioeconomic, whatever, it's it's all about the relationships. And, right, uh, and and I believe you're doing that and that's why you are tired, but that's also why you're buying sixteen boxes of Mike and Ike's for your kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, the late, I you know I'm telling the cashier I'm like uh I'm not eating them all tonight. <laughs> you know I uh, uh, just have a little bit of a sweet tooth, you know. Yeah.
0: So all right, cool. So let's go back to uh to that other thing then. Uh the decision to You know, after you went through the trials and tribulations as a district level admin, then you were in the the business world for a little bit. You come back to the classroom. You talked about walking the walk. Um, I feel like you can't answer this without getting into, you know, the books, Dunk Tank especially. What is it that you wrote that now you're like, "I, I have to do what I said that people should be
1: doing? You know, Rebecca Coda and I, and she's just an amazing business partner and co-author, and I just want to do a shout out to her. You're like a sister to me, Rebecca. Um, But we've written some leadership things, and we wrote a a book about student voice called Let Them Speak. And, you know, Dan, I, I don't want your listeners to think I'm here to sell books, but the reason why I said walk the walk, and here's what it is, it's how am I going to write a book that's current? and helpful and practical if if the last time i was in the classroom was 1997 right or or through my 5 year career as a teacher right 2002 2003 that's That's, that was a different time of education. That was, standards were different. We had a different commissioner. Common core didn't exist, right? All these accountability standards didn't exist. All these software programs to track our progress and all the data we collected, that didn't exist back then. So when I go, when I'm back in the classroom and I'm experiencing the things that I pushed down on others as an administrator recently, I had no idea the amount of blood, sweat and tears that our teachers put into it. So now that I'm back in the classroom, and I'm feeling it, I can write about it and reflect about it and, and maybe try to help others wade through that and just say like, hey, guys, you know what, I'm a teacher and and not have them think, oh, yeah, this guy taught, you know, Decades ago. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. And it just not that I not that I went back to the classroom for that reason to write books about it and help people through my writing, but it it's in tandem, right, Dan? It's like it's what I do on a daily basis and I wanna write about it because I wanna help others through the things that I'm seeing as a new lens to education.
0: I think that's great. The Leader of Learning Podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, the Education Podcast Network, podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. For more great podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. The Leader of Learning Podcast is also a proud member of Voice Ed Radio, changing the way you talk about education. To listen to more great education content, please visit voiceed.ca. So you got into the books. I know you're not here to to sell the books, but talk to us a little bit about how that process has been. And especially these new ventures that you have coming up with, with especially pushing boundaries.
1: Thanks. Uh, you know, Dan, I just, uh, a shout out to Dave Burgess consulting, uh, Dave Shelley. Oh my God. You know, I, I couldn't ask for a better publisher and a a friend. Um, he publishes manifestos and I'm just so honored to be a part of that pirate crew with Rebecca and, and so many amazing people. Um, and, you know, now I'm starting to get into some different projects, some new projects. And um, one of them's called, Dan, I, I think you'll kind of like this. I, I hope you like the title of this next one. I'm working on a manuscript right now called The Veteran Rookie. And I, I think that title stands for itself, right? Whether you're a first-year teacher or a 20-year veteran, I think that all the things we go through we learn every day, we reflect every day, we reposition, reflect, refract, we, we collaborate, we figure out how to do things better. <clears throat> and I call it the veteran rookie. We will always be rookies, but um, you put the title veteran in front of it. That's a manuscript I'm working on to really talk about teacher reflection and supporting teachers at any stage in their career. Um, I hope that will come out uh, next winter. If uh God willing I can finish that by this summer um, so that's something I'm really excited about and uh, I just I just can't wait to finish that up and, and maybe try to help some of my colleagues out there who who are in the same situation where they think, well, I'm just a first year teacher or hey, I've been teaching for 30 years. You can't tell me something new. I mean, I think it affects everybody on the spectrum. And uh, I think we can be more in touch with each other uh, to collaborate more, no matter what stage of our career that we're in.
0: I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm excited about that project as well. So hopefully you do get to finish and have that come out uh, a little bit later this year. You know, I didn't go through all the same stuff you did, but I experienced that a little bit just earlier this school year where after a few years of being out of the classroom in a coaching role, uh, I was put back in the classroom. And um, although I wasn't as distant, it's it's challenging, but it's also uh, exhilarating a little bit too to think yeah. that, man, you know, like you said, walk the walk, you know, I didn't write books about it, but I was certainly coaching teachers on you know, innovative strategies and and innovative technologies. And I was traveling around, attending and speaking at conferences. and, And I wanted to be able to bring that back to my classroom and try things that not only had I not tried before, but try things that I knew other teachers hadn't either so that maybe I could model that for not only the students, but the teachers I work with. So I get that. I appreciate it very much.
1: That's amazing. That's a great reflection, Dan. Yeah.
0: So, all right. I think I have one final question and that is you're walking the walk. You talked about no, um, the, being the veteran rookie, can you kind of leave the listeners maybe with a lesson or a piece of advice or just something that you've gathered along the way that could probably help them out on their paths as well?
1: I think I wish that, that I always had someone to say, to stop me and say, Rick, why do you want to do that? Tell me about if you're passionate about doing that, what will that help you to do next is that what you want to do? Do you think that you have to do that to be effective? And when I say that, I, I Dan, I, I, I believe that I wish I had someone to bounce this mythical career ladder off of because moving up financially and and with a title is not all that it's cracked up to be. And I, I just wish I had somebody to slow me down and really process things. And, and understand the, the field of education a little bit better and maybe where I fit in instead of me trying to think that I'm going to fit into the next bigger thing. Um, and don't get me wrong, there are the, that career trajectory is amazing for some people. We have, a, we have some amazing principals and assistant superintendents and directors and superintendents and board of education members who are just so effective and I'm not bashing the, the climb, right? What I, what I want to do is just maybe slow people down and think it through. Is that what you really want? And if you can answer yes, then go for it. But if you're not quite sure and you don't know why, I think people, I, I wish I had the, the mentor reflections for somebody to tap me on the shoulder and say, Rick, let's think this through first. I'm not quite sure I had I had a team to uh to really help me to reflect. And uh that's what I would say would be the the biggest takeaway is gather a team who can help re- help you reflect because reflection shouldn't just be an individual thing.
0: So that's awesome and I really appreciate your your candor again and um we were talking before we started recording that hopefully we'll be able to connect by the time this episode comes out. Uh, we'll, we'll have been there already, but at the ASCD Empower conference coming up this weekend in, in Chicago, um, I want to finish this conversation with you where we are leaving off right now, because I'm going to throw in there that personally uh, as a pseudo assistant principal right now, although my title is a little bit different, mm-hmm. I can tell you honestly, I love what I'm doing. And if you had asked me, you know, like those similar questions that you were just asking, my answer was definitely yes, but I don't want to keep climbing the ladder. I do not aspire to be a building principal or a superintendent um, because I don't think that those jobs are for me. Uh, So I'm going to just put that out there for now and leave it alone. And I promise you that when we see each other face to face, we're going to pick up the conversation from there before we go. Please take us out by plugging all your all your stuff, your social media, your your publishing, your books, whatever you want.
1: Just a shout out to my PLN pushingboundariesconsulting.com, amazing thought leaders and we've created a, we've created an anti status quo busting group of affiliates and consultants and authors and just people who love life and want to help education. So my shout out to to my team um, and my sister Rebecca Kota Um, And really just, I'm so honored with, with all the opportunities I've been given. You can find me anywhere at Rick Jetter, rickjetter.com. Call me, you know, my phone number is all over my websites on, on various platforms and my emails out there too. So I don't, I don't hide any way to get in contact with me.
0: Rick, thank you so much for your time, for your answers, for your vulnerability, your stories, everything. I really appreciate you coming on, even though it took us a few attempts and I can't wait to connect with you in person.
1: Dan, I can't wait to meet you, man. So honored and thanks for everything, brother.
0: Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so yet, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite way to listen. Also, if you like what you heard, Please recommend this podcast to other educators, leaders, friends, or anyone you think would love listening and learning. And don't hesitate to leave a positive review on iTunes or whatever service you use to listen. For more information, head over to leaderoflearning.com. There you can also find the Leader of Learning blog, ways to connect on social media such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Boxer. sign up for our newsletter, and even how to purchase Leader of Learning merchandise. Thanks again. And remember, no matter who you are or where you are, you too can be a leader of learning.